if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, someone who works at McDonald's posted a video of a DoorDash order that came through for a single salt packet. <laughs> no food, just salt. McDonald's usually hands those out for free, but if you order through DoorDash, you still have to pay their fees and leave a tip. Second, did you hear that during the Super Bowl, Frito-Lay rebranded the Vegas Strip as the chip strip. <laughs> they decked out the Luxor pyramid as a giant Dorito mm-hmm. and built a Cheetos themed wedding chapel next to the fake Brooklyn bridge in the New York, New York hotel and casino. Mm-hmm. And two Frito-Lay employees got married there. Aww. And finally in the world of food, could Americans be any more obsessed with coffee than they already are? Google searches for coffee just hit an all time high mm. with some of the top searches being Bacon-flavored coffee. Yeah, that's a real thing. Coffee-flavored cereal, latte art, and latte perfume, which is also a real thing. Latte perfume. I would imagine it smells pretty sweet. Sweet and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Coming up, wait till you hear what this famous actor is doing to help kids. Hey, this is your guaranteed between a good mood story of the day. Good news. Do you have a lifelong dream that you still hope will come true? For actor Christian Bale, his dream was to create a safe place where foster kids could stay together with their brothers and sisters under one roof. You know, a lot of times they get separated. Well, he's been working on this idea for 16 years, and it just moved one step closer to coming true with a groundbreaking ceremony on a village where they're going to build 12 homes Mm. for foster kids. Wow. He and his wife, Sibby, came up with the idea years ago when they learned L.A. has more foster kids than anywhere else in the country. Mm. And he was so glad to come to the groundbreaking with hair. He's got to shave his head for a role starting next week. (laughs) (laughs) So at least he got to have hair for the groundbreaking ceremony. (laughs) Wow. That is really cool to hear that he and his wife did that. And, awesome. And they're helping step in with foster kids. Are you one of those people who would rather just keep working rather than stop for lunch? Coming up, turns out eating at your desk is worse than you think. Hey, do you work right through your lunch break? I mean, after all, it feels good to just keep on going in hopes you can finish on time at the end of the day, right? Well, turns out working at your desk is worse than you think. Not pausing to refuel leads to burnout, stress, and less mental clarity. You might feel that skipping midday break saves time. The reality is that this habit decreases focus and lowers your productivity. Hmm. So if you can step away from your desk and eat outside or in the break room, even if it's just for like 15 minutes, you're going to be a better employee in the long run. Hmm. But one of my daughters is struggling with that right now. She's just like her workload is so good. She can't. She's got to stay there to, to get everything done and still have any kind of life out outside of the office. That's My sister is a teacher, does mm-hmm. not get to have a lunch. There's really? no time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes she'll like try to take a couple bites of a yogurt, but that's about it. As your kids get older, you find yourself getting super nostalgic for when they were sweet little babies with that. You'd smell their head. You can still smell that smell mm-hmm. if you conjure it up. Yeah. And uh, one thing that brings back a lot of memories is little baby clothes. I mean, they grow out of them so fast. Forget buying zero to three months, right? <laughs> they're just they're in those for a blink. Yeah. Um, I remember my mom gave me the little blue outfit that she carried me home from the hospital in. Yes, they were hoping I would be a boy. <laughs> so I have a blue outfit. But, um, this and it is... says, Daddy's Little Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what people are doing because they're so nostalgic 
for when their little ones were that little, like that just baby, baby, like tiny. They're taking their baby outfits and turning them into little teddy bears. And there, you can either do it yourself and buy like a pattern on Etsy and you take that little onesie that they came home in the hospital in and you make it into a bear or Aww. you can send it off to another com- company, send the outfit off and they'll return a bear and it'll like you can even put like um, the date they were born on it or their name embroidered on it. And I thought that was such a creative, sweet, cute yeah. idea. That is to, a great idea. To turn something super nostalgic into something sentimental that you'll have forever instead of just an outfit laying in a drawer. Well, for a minute, I thought what you were going to say is you can send off the outfit and they'll make an adult version of it <laughs> for your child. And I thought, oh my gosh, my mom would have totally done that to me. I'd have been a grown man in, in saddle shoes and a little Navy sailor suit. <laughs> that would be a little worrisome. <laughs> yes, more than a little. More than a little, but she would have totally done that to me. And then it like insisted, like, you don't have to wear it out, but just send me pictures. <laughs> If there's one sure thing about coming from a family of five daughters, there are no secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't hide anything from each other, especially with mom as the comma denominator. <laughs> and, uh, my mom had a birthday recently and I had been bemoaning to my sister Rhoda, like, oh, I don't know what to get mom. I just don't. She's so hard to buy for. And she's like, you know what? We're both going to visit her the weekend after her birthday. That's our gift. All that travel, that is our gift. I was like, yeah, you're right. We are her gift. And then I caved. I had to I had to have my mom get something because usually I go visit her on her birthday. So my mom finally calls me back late on her birthday, like late at night. Okay. And while I'm on the phone with her, I put her on speakerphone and I pop it into my Amazon account and it says your package was delivered. And I see a picture of my mom's front door. She's got a red front door. I'm like, Hey, mom, there's a little something for me on your front step, but there's also two other boxes. So I don't know what all is out there. I said, if you want to put me on hold, you can go get she goes, No, I'll 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 I'll, uh, I'll get it after we get off the phone, honey. So she called back to thank me for her gift. I was like, what else did you get? My sister Rhoda cave too. <laughs> didn't tell she, you. She didn't tell me. <laughs> and she had the most epic <laughs> gift idea for my mom ever. Got the idea from Instagram. It was a, it's like a hydroponic little way to grow herbs in your house. Mm. And my mom loves growing things. Mm-hmm. And it gets so hot in the middle of summer in Jupiter, Florida that I'm sure like basil or cilantro would keel over. Yeah, so now she can have so it now inside. She, and she's get, while she's there, she's going to help my mom set it all up. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you didn't stick to the... She, I said, I didn't either. But she goes, she said her husband guilted her. She, he's like, you got to send something on the birthday. You can't have your visit be the gift. <laughs> Taylor, you went to school where you had to wear a uniform, right? It was mm-hmm. a dress code. Everybody In had to, high school, yeah. Everybody had to wear the, the same thing, wear a uniform. Well, there are some kids that have decided they are imposing their own dress code. They are dressing up every day for school. And we're talking elementary school. We're going to talk about it next. <laughs> Did you like to dress up for school? Was uh, I know for some some kids, especially when they have like middle school, high school, it's fashion show. It's not even like school secondary to what they're going to wear. Um, but for kids like you, Taylor, who had to wear a uniform, mm-hmm. um, the idea of just In wearing like jeans yeah. and a T-shirt was probably like, oh, my gosh, I so wish. So yeah. I wish we could do that. Yeah, okay, yeah. so you might fun. be might be surprised to hear that there's this eight year old in Maine who uh, he's got like three or four suits, 
And he said to his mom, can I wear my suit to school? And she was like, I guess, just you know, don't get it messed up. But sure. So he really got fond of wearing suits to Aww, school. Like cute. A couple times a week, he'd <laughs> put on a suit and tie and march into school. And then one of his friends was like, well, I got a suit. Let, let me know when you're doing that next, and we'll we'll wear suits together. So they wore suits, suits <laughs> together. So then a teacher saw him doing it, and he's like, next time you two are doing it, let me know. I'll wear my suit. So they've started this thing at their school. It's called the Dapper Day. And like oh, I don't know if it's cute. once a month or once a week or whatever, but they have Dapper Day, and they encourage everybody to dress up. The guys wear like shirt and tie. The the lady, the girls, little girls wear dresses or whatever. And then they were worried, like, well, maybe there's some kids that don't have dress clothes. Mm, we don't want them yeah. to feel left out. So they started. Cl- they have a dapper closet, Aww. and it's got stuff that people have donated: ties and dress shirts and dresses and stuff. So if you don't have something to wear, you can go into the dapper closet, grab something, put it on. You get to be a part of Dapper Day too. And do they end up? Playing in their suits and dresses at recess, or do they maybe have recess inside that day? I would imagine recess is a little tame. Yeah. (laughs) That day, or some kids would be in trouble. I had to wear dresses to school from third grade to eighth grade. Hmm. So I kind of, we sort of had Dapper Day. You were hoping for that. But I was such a tomboy, I would wear tennis shoes with my dress (laughs) so I could play toss up and tackle with the boys at recess. Hmm. Well, the Dapper Day movement has taken over and they've gotten donations for that closet from uh, not just people who go to the school, but people mm-hmm. outside of the school heard about it, too. How cute. I got to Google some images. That's adorable. They have what they have in their closet over 40 bow ties alone. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Dapper Day. Would you spend your hard earned money to create an artificial intelligence video version of yourself? We're going to talk about that next. So would you pay good money to create a artificial intelligence video version of yourself? Hmm. Uh, a lot of people are doing that and uh, they, for them, it makes good business sense and they're controlling this avatar. It's not like so they're just selling picture, it. Just an image of you. No, no. It's a video version of yourself. So, so in other words, and talking and moving. Yes. And... So I know, hmm. I know someone who's coaching people like how to make that. And so for someone like me, I'm way too jerky and dramatic with my movements and my hands and my head motion. And so they'd have to teach me to like tone it down as they're videoing me to create this video version of Taylor Scott, Hmm. because otherwise the, the artificial version of me would be a little jerky and crazy. It wouldn't look authentic. What is the upside of this AI version of people? Great question. So here's the deal. Like there's a, a woman who's a realtor very successful realtor. And if you think about it, if she knew, needs a new video of herself because the market has changed and she wants to get a message out to her people, mm-hmm. she has to do hair, makeup, get to a studio, get the video made, all this stuff. Now, if anything changes, she just do, 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 like type it in the computer. And all of a sudden there she is making she, it's her with a new video out. And also she's going to be taking her business worldwide because she can change languages like all of a sudden that version of her is speaking in japanese or speaking in german even though (coughs) she's had no language training whatsoever is the ai version so realistic you can't tell it's not a real person oh yeah and this is what people are saying with the election coming up right like be very very leery of what you see yeah is there going to be a law 
that you have to disclaimer that this was generated by artificial intelligence. It's going to get to the point where don't believe anything unless you are there and you have a 100% guarantee that that person Seriously. is the real person. It's just wild. But people are paying, like there was, um, I heard of a pastor who was creating an artificial intelligence version of himself. So he could create new videos for wow. his congregation. I'm telling it's going to get to radio shows. I'm telling you, radio shows are going to air it as a, uh, not a, di- well, maybe a disclaimer will be there. Like this show is artificial intelligence, but I think shows like ours that are real living, breathing mm-hmm. people, they're going to promote, Hey, this is, this is not AI. This is a real person behind yeah, the microphone. It's funny you say that. Cause this is what the whole conversation went like. There was four of us uh-huh. and my one friend who's always on camera for a living she thinks that authenticity is going to become more and more and more important mm-hmm. and showing your imperfections and your flaws and just letting the camera be like, this is who I am. This is how mm. I look. No alterations. Mm. Wow. Fascinating. So it's so interesting. You brought up this. Uh, you have some friends that are are coaching people and creating AI versions of themselves. It kind of streamlines their streamlines their business and stuff, makes them more more efficient. But just this weekend, a friend of mine posted an article about uh, AI is now creating uh, sacred art, what they're calling sacred art. So it'll mm. it will enter in like the description of Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Like, what would a woman in in you know, first century Palestine look like, knowing what we know about her, the mm-hmm. life that she would have lived, what her you know what the diet would have been, exposure to sunlight, all this stuff, and creating artwork. And then you can take it a step further. Well, what if what if Michelangelo were to do that as a painting, and it creates what that would have looked like. And hmm. and then it got into the, this article goes into the, the area of, of spiritual writing, sacred, sacred writing and biblical text, scriptural text. Where does the line stop with AI? And is AI capable of creating something like you think of Michelangelo, the Piata and what a gorgeous sculpture that is. Could AI really do that without his heart, without his mind, without his emotive, uh, uh, inspiration behind it to create mm. that. Could AI really do it? And yeah. even if it could do a fake, is that something that we really want? Right. You yeah, know? it was weird. Did you see the Super Bowl ad that was all about using artificial intelligence to either grow your business or make that movie you dreamed of making? And right. it's like, it's gotten so mainstream, it's... It's now a Super Bowl ad. I feel like our show will always be immune to that because some days we are so bad, <laughs> make so many mistakes. <laughs> you listen to us and be like, no way did someone, <laughs> someone do that <laughs> with AI. <laughs> That's good. That's job security right, right there. Our job security is in what we're not capable of doing. And you all know our, like, like Clint Eastwood famously said, a man's got to know his limitations. Our limitations are profound and for the whole world to see. So we're safe. We're safe from AI. No one would put this show together with artificial intelligence. Hey, do you have any pickleball lover, lovers in your family? Uh, I know some friends, they went on a pickleball vacation because that's how they shut their brains off is just wow. playing pickleball and get wow. an escape from the stresses of life. Well, you might want to encourage them to be careful. Bone fractures 
related to pickleball have increased 200% in the last 20 years, according to research by the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. It's the fastest growing sport in the United States with close to 9 million players last year. Wow. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, they said learn about the sport before you play, get screened for osteoporosis, Warm up before you play and wear the right shoes. <laughs> I would assume there are special pickleball shoes now. There's no I, way you have really? a sport that crazy. Oh, I have to Google this there, now. There has to be because think anytime there's a sport, you got to have you got to have gear to sell, right? Right. They you definitely have have, buy paddles. Have special paddles, special balls, special shoes, special socks. I'm sure there's pickleball fashion trends, right? There's gotta be there have to be novelty t-shirts about like finding yourself in a pickle (laughs) (laughs) my favorite spot is when i find myself in a pickle (laughs) right there's like spongebob there's got to be a whole culture being created around pickleball okay i found a men's health article do do, do they nine pickleball shoes you need to try in 2024 See? see i told you I told you. Get out. Do they have, uh, do they call pickleball people picklers? Is Kelly Pickler like their favorite singing artist? (laughs) (laughs) See, it's endless. Coming up, parents are highly involved with their adult children's lives and they're totally fine with it. Okay, so as a mom or a dad, you've probably noticed that being a parent these days has become way more involved, requiring more time, money, and mental energy than ever before. Not just when your kids are little, but well into their adulthoods. According to brand new Pew Research, most parents are highly involved in their adult kids' lives Hmm. with advice and financial support, and both the parents and the kids love it. According to the survey, those adult kids are more likely to go to college and have a full-time job with a good income, and they are much less likely to be married or have children. Hmm. Uh, you know what? I think a lot of it has to do is we is phones. We, you're just you're able to be in touch texting all the time, twenty four seven. You can be in touch, whereas before you had to be home to make that call, right? Because yeah. you didn't have a phone in your pocket, and you know life would take over and stuff. So it had to be like you had to make an appointment. Yeah, I mean, you might call, and they're not there. Right? Oh, yeah. I would call my parents on Sunday afternoons after church. When long distance <laughs> rates yeah. are cheaper. <laughs> yeah. So they say what's interesting is both the kids and the uh, the parents love it. Right. They love all the extra time, attention, texting, we should, uh, everything. We should, we should talk about this. Do you, do you stay in touch with your parents as an adult more than, more than you know, like it used to be? And, and are your parents in touch with you? So we'd love to hear from you. Do you stay in touch with your parents or as a parent, do you stay in touch with your adult kids way more than your own parents did or you did with your parents? Hey, Lisa, it's Kevin and Taylor. So how about you? Are you super involved with your kids' lives or with your parents more than ever before? I'm actually the kid, and I talk to my dad every day on the way home from work for an hour. And then he gets mad, like, if my kids call me during that hour, he tells them that that's his time. Ah. It's too funny. Oh, <laughs> that is so special. Yeah, but, but what I was saying earlier is I think cell phones have made that, you know, iPhones have made that possible because before there was no such thing as calling on your way home from work you would have had to wait till you get home and then you got to make dinner and get the kids homework done and everything else so yeah i think those for as much as we complain about the the phones that's one thing that they've done to connect us all yeah 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 
Sarah, we're talking about staying in touch on a, you know, a daily basis with parents. Yes, That's sir. happening more nowadays than ever before. Is that you? Um, that is definitely me. My mother calls me every day, but on the way to work, I call her on phone, talk to her on the way to work, get off work, call her on the way home, and every night I even call my grandparents. Wow. That's Aww. staying in touch. What a sweet daughter and that granddaughter. In, in, in our family, I can guarantee you, uh, I, I will get home and I'll say to, to my wife, I'll say, hey, did you hear on the show we talked about blank today? And she'll go, oh, no, I was probably talking to Amber. Mm-hmm. I have, let's see, one out of our four kids, two of them call her every day on their way to work. Aww. Every day on their way to work. That's so special. And it's funny, she goes, never are they both thrilled with work. Like, one will be happy, the other one will be miserable. And then give it, like... A week, 10 days, they'll flip. <laughs> and it just keeps, she's like their sounding board for everything that's, that's going so on uh, in their work lives. And then our son Kyle is a musician. He is in touch with Tracy, like way more than me. He, like something about moms and sons. They have a, they have an unbreakable bond and he is in touch with her all the time. And he worries about her Aww. like crazy. So yeah. sweet. Yeah, it is pretty, it is Pretty sweet. And he'll check in, like, if he's on the road, no matter where he is in the world, he'll check in. If he's, like, overseas, he'll check in via text. But if he's, I don't know, other side of the country, he's calling. It'll be odd times. Like, sometimes it'll be like, son, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, I'm on the other side of the country. (laughs) Yesterday, my husband had a business meeting, and he was out and about not working from home, and he felt like he really needed some lunch. So he went to Chipotle for the first time in forever, Mm -hmm. and he said to me, okay, what would you pay? He said he got the veggie bowl, so the guacamole was included. Um, They do this thing there, he says, where they go, would you like some chips? And he went, sure. And he thought it was like all the places where the chips are included. They weren't. But you have to pay extra at Chipotle for the chips. Oh. And he got a bottle of water. Okay. How much do you think his total bill was? Chips of um, fifteen dollars. Exactly. Was it? <laughs> he was in shock, and he said he wanted to turn into the guy from the progressive commercial and go, "No, this isn't like a pay it forward kind of thing. I'm just paying for myself." <laughs> We're so naive because we just don't eat out that much. So it's like, wow, fifteen dollars. Well, for- and the thing with uh, like fast food prices going up is um, all the folks that were saying we should pay people that work in fast food restaurants more money. I'm not arguing whether that was right or not. No one ever, they always said before that, oh, be ready to pay $10 for a cheeseburger. And I'm wondering, is there a cause and effect there? Because Mr. Restaurant Owner guy is not going to, pardon the pun, eat that. <laughs> He's going to pass that cost on to you. I wonder if that's that's part of why everything went through the roof. Coming up, who's happier, married people or single people? Who's happier, married people or single people? Married people. Living happily ever after really is a thing. They say adults who are married report being far happier than those in any other relationship status. This is according to a brand new Gallup poll that just got published. What they did is tracked close to 3 million adults for 14 years And those who are married reported living their best life. Hmm. Now, when you dig deep, they're not sure if like happier people tend to get married um, you know, because they're, yeah, they attract another person like, oh, I want to be with a happy person the mm. rest of my life. So they're not really sure why happier people are married. But according to this new survey, they are. You know, I heard something the other day about um, how to know if you're you're if you're a good spouse to your spouse and the, ask the simple question, would you want to be married to you? 
Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I was good. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty awesome. <laughs> of course you did. I, I hope Tracy's rolling her eyes right now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, she she probably said out loud. Yeah, and he's humble too. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but um, have you ever noticed when you hear about other people having a health issue, it affects you, and you're like, oh, wait. Should I be worried about that, too? <laughs> We're going to talk about that next. I don't know what it is, but something gets into us when we find out someone else is having a health issue. Like, for example, the 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 king of England, he had a prostate issue. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden we had it in our news. Like <clears throat> so many people were like scheduling an yeah, exam. Well, uh, my husband is a fee only certified financial planner and a couple of his clients adult children have had some major, major catastrophic health issues. And all of a sudden in the month of March, which happens to be his birthday month, he has scheduled his first ever colonoscopy. He's going to have his prostate checked for the first time in 11 years. His dad had prostate cancer and he's getting his skin checked for skin cancer. He's going to the dermatologist. I was like, Woo, babe, you are having a party birthday month. <laughs> what in the world? And he's like, well, I just figured I might as well just get it all over with at once. Right. Can you call a colonoscopy and a prostate exam? Uh, technically, is that a me day or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it kind of worst, worst me day ever. <laughs> <laughs> and it's affecting me because I got to go. My brother-in-law is going to take him to the colonoscopy oh. and I got to go pick him up. Right. But yeah. And then he's like. We both read the directions for the prep like five times and we're like, wait. You have to drink like eight gallons of some kind of chalky stuff. You used to and now you can take pills Oh, and then you drink a ton of water, but at least it's water and not gag use chalky stuff. Yeah. And my my husband said to the doctor, well, I just want the best environment for you to do your job. So pills or liquid. And and she was like, either one. So he's going to do the pills. Wow. Look at him. You have to fast the day before. I was I'm like, babe, have you ever fasted for 24 hours I'm in your life? I'm impressed, too, that he didn't do the uh, <clears throat> send it off in a box technique. He asked the doctor about that. That's yeah. why he set up an appointment, just to talk it through. Mm. And I guess it gives you a lot of false positives. Mm. And then you got to go have a colonoscopy anyway. anyway. So well, he's I just think like, the, the box, unless it's like clearly 9,000% clean, which mine was, um, then they are like, eh, you got to go in. Right. Yeah. We just had a friend that did that and and she was certain death was at her door Ooh. and she's absolutely fine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's figured is if he does this, then he doesn't have to go back for 10 years. Gotcha. So why not just. Gotcha. <laughs> the worst meat I ever. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's just sharing about how Glenn made all these doctor's appointments after finding out some friends were going through some health issues. He's like, I, I better. Have the doctor tell you, take a look under the hood or whatever. Mm-hmm. Here, here, here's what I've found in, in my family. Tracy does this way more than I do. If uh, somebody has some type of ailment, she'll go, well, I've, I feel a little, I've felt that too. And she'll start Googling. And that's when it everything goes down the drain. Really? Yeah. Then she she's certain she has, she has ailment A, B, and C. Oh, wow. Possibly with, with, with D side effects. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, babe. Come on, it's probably nothing. 
You're probably fine. Yeah. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so, yeah, she, yeah. You can scare yourself big time with Dr. Google. But in her in her defense, she's had she has had more health issues than I've had. I mean, I've virtually had none. And she's had she's had, you know, two, three. So she has, I think, right for concern more than than I do. Like that she reacts that way. Who's who's more the hypochondriac with you or Glenn? You or Glenn? Oh, it'd be me, probably. Really? Yeah. Really? You get a little something and you're like, oh my gosh, and you start Googling and you're certain it's the end? I don't know. I don't know. Because I let this thing on my back go for 11 years and I finally got it checked and it was major. I had to have 40 stitches on my back so and I ignored it for 11 years. Okay, there you go. So maybe I'm not. There you go. Okay. So here's the way, here's, here's the way it goes with Tracy. It's like brown spot on her forearm. Oh my gosh, I just Googled it. It's it's this is bad. This is probably really bad. I'm gonna have a check next week. It's probably bad. If I die, are you gonna get remarried? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that jump levels fast from a brown spot to planning your future. And I'll go, hun, hun. Let's just get the spot checked first, okay? So the answer is yes. <laughs> no, that's not what that means. <laughs> Can we just rule it out first? Focus on the reality instead of making up these scenarios, please.